Hey friends, welcome to Because She Chose. If you're a busy mom desiring consistency and growth in your relationship with God, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Camille McIntyre. In this show, we'll discover practical tips, find helpful resources, and interview amazing women as they share their stories on growing in their relationship with God. Thanks for joining in and listening. And welcome back to the Because She Chose podcast with your host, me, Camille McIntyre. I'm here today and we are going to hear from a very sweet friend that I've watched her journey. We became friends on Instagram about over a year ago or so, and she really just caught my eye. And I love her story. I love what she's about. And her name is Sarah DeWitt. And you'll start to hear a little bit about her journey as a you know, you're a pastor's wife, right? You're, you said you're a boss babe mom, which I absolutely love. That's why I think I was drawn to you. Um, You're a licensed financial consultant. You said you're just keeping it real and sharing encouragement and positivity and, you know, your financial tips on Instagram. And I know you're on other socials as well, but I really loved getting to know you, Sarah, on Instagram, because you are like this bright spot for me of encouragement. (laughs) I know for everyone that follows you as well. And, you know, just for mamas. I mean, we need it. Mamas need it. And you, I'm sure you'll be telling us some stories about your three little ones and in your life as a pastor's wife. But I was telling you earlier that one of my priorities for 2023 is to get my finances in order. Yes. And I've like just loved cheering you on and watching your journey, you know, last year becoming a financial advisor. And we you know what that looked like for you. I know it was hard you know, with three little ones and everything else that you do. And I was just like really super proud of you watching that journey and, you know, being a pastor's wife myself. I have three kids, you know, we had so much in common. And I love that other side of you as well as just being a mental health advocate, man, you are just one busy lady. So I just want to welcome you on today. And I want you to tell us about your journey and how you juggle it all and you do all the things and we'll talk all about finances and all that. So introduce yourself and tell us about you and your family. Thank you so much, Camille, for having me on here. I'm excited to talk about finances. I know that's a topic that a lot of people don't really want to hear about when you hear like, oh, finances, you think like, oh, the boring things, you know, crypto and all that stuff and stocks and bonds and everything. And they think that's boring. I don't want to get into that. But how I got into finances was kind of a backstory to that. So my husband is on disability full-time disability, and we all know the disability does not pay hardly anything at all. And also being in ministry, we didn't have a lot of income coming in. And so I was trying to figure out a job I could do from home. And then I started looking into the health and wellness industry as well as the financial industry. And the financial industry really caught my eye because people are lacking financial education Mm -hmm. nowadays. I mean, I could give statistics that 78% of Americans actually live paycheck to paycheck. And the average credit card debt per household is $16,000 or more. And the average wow. American carries three and a half credit cards. Wow. So numbers are probably higher. But to me, that just that just blew my mind. Because mm-hmm. coming from a family too, where we didn't plan for unexpected things. You know, I grew up in a missionary family. And my parents are in their late 50s now. And they're just now just now thinking about like retirement, thinking about these things. And so I thought to myself, I do not want to be that. I want to be the one 
that breaks that curse, that breaks that generation. It has to start somewhere. And I see, and the more I got into the financial industry, I got licensed in my state and I'm licensed in several states now. I'm able to sit down and talk with people. And the main thing I'm hearing is I've never heard this before. Hmm. And the education I'm giving them is like how your money grows for you, how you can get out of debt faster, because a lot of times people are lacking financial education. That's what it boils down to. It's like, you know, yes, I'm in life insurance, but I'm not just selling life insurance. I always tell people I'm giving you financial education because it is so empowering when families have that financial education Mm -hmm. that they are able to take and go with and break that generation because it has to start somewhere, you know, and that's what I want to encourage you know, these families, especially Christian families, a lot of times, because it's near and dear to my heart, being a pastor's wife, I see a lot of Christian families, they have this misconception a lot of times. It's a new series I'm starting. I'm actually sharing every week, at least once a week, about some of the misconceptions that we as Christians have about when it comes to money in general. Because a lot of times I grew up with that mindset of like, oh, you shouldn't pursue money. Money is evil and you know that kind of thing just live and serve God by your means and serving God is great and God will take care of your needs but God talks about stewardship in the Bible way more than he does any other subject in any other subject he talks about stewardship and finances and money it's all throughout the Bible and it's just amazing to me I'm going to start doing a study on that that God wants us to be good stewards with our money and how mm-hmm. we handle those finances. So with that being said, you know, that's my goal and purpose is to just financially educate families all across mm-hmm. America. I want to touch as many lives and people as I can with this information and knowledge that they can take and use. And as far as the life insurance as well goes, a lot of people don't realize, you know, I grew up, I, I was the same way. I grew up thinking, well, life insurance, that's only when you need it, you know, when someone dies, right? Mm -hmm. But that was the old life insurance. And now the new life insurance that I'm learning and being able to help people with is retirement purposes and tax-free ways that you can minimize those taxes legally and make your money go farther than what it could in like a traditional, you know, savings account or anything like that. So that's Mm -hmm. um, my goal has been teaching people that. And so with that being said, I just love talking about finances. It can be. If I could say this word, I always say finances can be sexy. Finances Mm -hmm. can be exciting. It can Mm -hmm. be, you know, empowering because once you get a hold of that education finances, you will learn that you have so much control over a lot more things in your life. I know a lot of things in our life we can't control. You know, I'm a type A personality. And so (laughs) I kind of like to be in control of everything. (laughs) Yes, I think a lot of us entrepreneurs are like Mm -hmm. type A, you know, got to know everything, be in charge. And I've learned that, you know what, I can't give it up to God. And then God gives you those gifts and abilities, though, and you take and use that education to be able to empower others with it because that's why we're here is to empower families and help families with that education. Mm -hmm. And so that's my goal. Honestly, is I got my license back in October of 2022 and it has been amazing. It has been so mind blowing being able to be in this industry alongside, 
you know, like the millionaire mindsets and people that know how to make their money work for them. And it's just so exciting to be able to kind of, you first have to change your mindset. I was going to say the first thing you do have to change before you start with finances is your mindset. Because a lot of times we get stuck in that mindset of, oh, this is the way I was raised. This is how I was taught about money. And a lot of times we get stuck in this rut of like, this is the only way you know, I was taught work nine to five every day, you know, and, mm-hmm. and barely have enough to live off of retirement. But mm-hmm. because of inflation and everything nowadays, and I, I, you know, with in finances, you know, sometimes we do have to be the doom and gloom, you know, <laughs> and talk about this stuff. But it's true that yeah. inflation is rising. It's not mm-hmm. really going down anymore. We all know the price of eggs and all that <laughs> fun <Right>. stuff. So. <laughs> yep. I'm going to read just a couple statistics here. For 2% inflation, that was, you know, the norm, maybe back in the 90s and 80s. Remember the 90s? It's like, it was so nice. You could just yes. go and pay cash for our <laughs> I <house."> remember. <laughs> it was so nice. So you would need $60,000 per year in retirement. But that was with just 2% inflation. And... Now you would require over $108,000 to match today's purchasing power. Wow. 3% annual inflation, just 3%. You would require over $160,000 by 2042. You know, this is the prediction to have the same purchasing power, okay, that you do now. So see, people aren't making enough to mm. plan for the retirement. Your 401ks are losing money. Your Roth IRAs mm-hmm. are losing money because they tax you heavily on those. So mm-hmm. that's where I come in. I'm able to educate and tell people different ways to minimize that, minimize their taxes, mm-hmm. place it in certain vehicles where their money can grow tax-free and they're able to take mm. that and then invest it in different ways and reduce credit card debt as well. Wow. I mean, I know, you know, we're in that age bracket, my mm-hmm. husband's 57. So, you know, talking about and thinking about, you know, retirement and many of us, you're right, as Christians, we have not thought about that. We did not plan. Yeah, we did not plan. And we live in New York. So it's right. one of the most expensive cities <laughs> very, in very the US. Expensive. And we know what it's like to have to live here. I mean, most people know that you cannot be making less than $100,000 a year most right. places. And that's mm-hmm. nothing. It's a drop in the bucket here for New York City. You can barely, you know, <laughs> survive even with that. And not many people make that. So, you know, we know what we're talking about here and why it's so important that this conversation needs to be had, especially in Christian circles. It's like one of those yes. taboo topics that need to be just, you know, blown up. And we cannot be living this way anymore because if we're not financially secure or free as believers, how can we th- possibly think that we're going to be doing anything in the ministry, be able to help others when we can't even help ourselves. And we have family members like even now that are talking about, you know, coming to retirement age. And they're like, we won't be able to survive living here in New York City. Like so many people are looking at moving out of state to pension friendly states. And it's like, that's really heartbreaking as well, because you've lived here all your lives. Your families are here and they feel like they have no choice but to go to other places so that they can survive with what they've saved. And, th- and this is why the conversation is so important. We should be having this conversation because we want to be financially free and stable so that we can live wherever God calls us to live. Yes, we live by faith, but he also tells us that we right. need wisdom 
I wanted to talk a little bit about you know, how money worries, they do adversely impact like our sleep, self-esteem, mm-hmm. your energy levels. Like I know that when I think about it, I mean, if I allow my mind to be just drawn that worry, it leaves you angry. You can be ashamed, fearful, you know, it feels yeah. tension, arguments with those closest to you. I know that most arguments in marriages are probably so you know, suffering sitting around finances. <laughs> you know, yeah. your mood swings and mm-hmm. puts you at higher risk for depression, anxiety. So people with problem debt are really significantly more um, likely to experience mental health problems. And that's one of the things that you are all about as well as being an you know, advocate for mental health. And to talk about statistics, it says that half or 46% of people in problem debt also have a mental health problem, 46%. That's almost wow. half. And then it said 86% of respondents to a money and mental health survey said that nearly 5,500 people experience mental health problems because of their financial situation. It's being made worse. Their mental health is being made worse. And it's like this cycle, this vicious circle that like you have financial difficulties and then you try to get out of your financial mm-hmm. difficulties and you're you know causing stress. And then you have these mental health problems and then the mental health problems are being made worse because you, you know it's like this just vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. It is. And like, so in your experience and like now you're, you're in this field, how do you see this connection between, you know, you're a mental health advocate. You're big with that with your Instagram. And also with helping people. Like, and I know this is like a mission of yours, right? Yes. Okay, so in regards to with the mental health, again, people don't think about with finances. Mm-hmm. When you are struggling financially, like personally, my family and I were, we were struggling very, very much so financially with my husband having to have the surgeries on his feet and me being at home with three littles. Mm-hmm. It was very, very stressful on our marriage on everything. It impacted everything in our lives. And I went through a depression. You know, I my mindset was just frazzled. You know, I didn't know what to do. And so that's where, you know, I decided it has to stop. It has to start somewhere. Getting our finances in order. We started really just tightly, tightly budgeting. Mm-hmm. I'm all for budgeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's another thing that people don't, oh, budget. Oh, talk about oh it. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like to even, you know, sit down and budget. But I was like, we have to budget. So I just yeah. started budgeting and started looking for different jobs that I could do from home. And thankfully, that's when I found uh, the health insurance and also the life insurance industry and the financial industry. And I could tell you right now that it has been such a blessing to be able to get out of that financial hole, to mm. be able to like breathe, you know, everybody wants that to just like, I just want to breathe. I just want to make it through another day. Mm. You know, I'm not saying everybody, you have to go out there and make millions of dollars to be happy because we all know at the end of the day, money in and of itself will not make you happy, mm-hmm. but it does have a lot to do with your mental health levels and your stress. Because when you're constantly worrying about like, oh, okay, how can we afford to feed our kids now? Mm -hmm. How can we afford to go to do anything to go here and there? It's very stressful living like that. And I would not want that for anybody. And nobody has to, you know, there are ways we shouldn't have to. (laughs) No, you shouldn't have to. And I know there's a lot of hurting families that you know, do live, it's very stressful. And I just want to encourage these people that yes, money isn't everything, but it does have a lot to do with your mental health. 
So that's where I also come in, talk to people about, hey, this is what you could do. You could do what I'm doing. You know, it's a great side hustle. You can make it a full-time income. You can do it part-time, full-time, whatever you want to do it as. Mm -hmm. And just encouraging people that, you know, finances isn't everything, the end-all game, but it's a big part of life. You need money to live. You know, you live on money. You need money to live. <laughs> so like that cycle, right. you know, like you were saying. And so I just love helping people. Hey, you don't have to feel like you're stuck there the rest of your life. That's how I felt. I, I honestly did. Like I could tell you personal testimony, okay? I thought, you know, I had this mindset. Well, okay, my husband has to make all the money. I'm stuck home with the kids and this is the way it's going to be. I guess we're going to be, you know, dirt poor the rest of our lives and not be able to do anything at all. Mm. And once I realized that, hey, you can't always, and this is going to sound like kind of like feminist, but you can't mm -hmm. always also depend on your spouse. Mm -hmm. You can't always depend on so-and-so or, yeah. or this happened. You can't depend on inheritances. Mm -hmm. A lot of people depend on inheritances as well. I've seen that happen. Like wow. I've had people literally, well, you know, I'm not worried about it because, you know, I live how I want when my grandmother or so-and-so died, I'm getting a wow. big inheritance. You can't depend on that either because mm -hmm. that could vanish, could go away. You can't depend on that. No. You have to, in a sense, you have to start somewhere, make your own way and start mm -hmm. educating yourself also as well financially. And that's where the true freedom comes in. When mm -hmm. you know and have that education and power to go forth with what you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Amen. So hope that made sense. <laughs> it did. Absolutely made sense. No, I really love your tips that you put out there. And mm -hmm. I know that, you know, you're working on some other things yes. and, and even an ebook and things like that, that mm -hmm. you're going to be putting out. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because yes. we, we need that, especially moms, because we have all the things we are juggling everything. Like right. You have three little kids. I mean, yes. and they're little. <laughs> they're very little still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're, you're in ministry and you have two side hustles, you know, that, mm -hmm. you know, this is now your, your main career. I mean, it's, it's a lot. And what you were talking about, I think is really important. I think you mentioned mindset twice. And right. that's like, I'm, I'm all it about is. mindset. I love talking about mindset. And one of the things that I've been really working on is uh, this workbook on mindset. And it talks about like a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And I'm, I'm so into this right now that I'm going to be doing some podcasts about it. And it's just, it's all psychology. Right. And one of the things that I read was that this scarcity mindset, it's, it is, it's a poverty mindset that we have. And we don't even realize that we have it. Very true. Because... You know, if we have parents and grandparents, especially the grandparents that lived, you know, through the Depression right. era, you know, and they save everything and, you know, nothing goes in the garbage right. and all those <laughs> things. And that's handed down from generation to generation. And we don't even know that there's another way. Right. You know, un unless people are looking at trying to educate themselves, like you said. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, I am so about trying to get the word out there and saying, but you can change that. You can break these cycles, right. these generational cycles that you've, mm -hmm. you've been in. It's exactly what it is. These thought patterns, and you can break them, but it takes work. It does. You know, in the business that you're in, change is really hard. And most people, there's a very small percentage of people that will make it, mm -hmm. make change happen in their lives, or accept that, you know, maybe this is what's happening, or I'm thinking this certain way. 
But have you encountered that in your educating people, like the scarcity and a poverty mentality? And how do you tackle that? Yes. Okay. So uh, when I educate people, I go into talking about simple financial education. And I talk about like the three ways that money grows. Okay. So there is your traditional way that money grows, which is your, you know, people are taught like your checking, your savings accounts, traditional way. Right. But I always tell people, is your money actually growing for you in the savings account? And they're usually like, well, no, but I'm saving as much as I can. But the more you save, we all know what happens. You have a savings account. You're like, great, I have about $1,000 in there. Something happens with the van. That literally just happened to us the other day. We had like our savings, right. you know, build up. And then, bam, we had to do some repairs in the van. Out. There goes seven, $800 right, right there. So right. <laughs> it happens. So that's your traditional way of saying So it's like, it's safe in there. And then you have your variable investments, you know, which is like your, you know, we always hear about like the crypto and your stocks and bonds and CDs and all that. And I could go into that. But basically, with all your variable investments, and that concludes real estate as well, there is always a risk. So when I'm talking to families, a lot of times, families like my family, you know, I have three kids, and I'm a mom. And I don't, a lot of times don't want to take that risk. I'm not willing to take that risk because yes, you could make thousands and thousands of dollars. Then you could lose it on one day like that. Right. It has happened. People have lost thousands and thousands of dollars. And so I like to show them then there's the indexed account, which is basically the only safe way to actually grow your money tax-free. Mm -hmm. You can take out loans for it then. Like, let's say you start your children out. I love telling families that you should start your kids out with this because mm -hmm. then you're creating generational wealth. That's called generational wealth then because then they are set for their retirement and they have that account and they can do with whatever they want to do with it. They can take the loans out to buy a car. They can use it for college. The possibilities are endless with this account and that's called an indexed mm -hmm. account. So when I show people that the three ways money grows... They're still kind of like, I literally had someone the other day, said, no, I think my money's better off in savings right now. Mm -mm, no, because mm -hmm. I think people are scared, like you were saying, of the unknown, like something you're not familiar mm -hmm. with, something you've never heard of before. And you have this person, you know, me, like just telling you, hey, this is the way that they're like, um, no, I don't think so. I don't know. You know, that's what I'm facing a lot of more is when you don't know yeah. something a lot of times. And you're not familiar with it. You've never been taught. I was never taught this stuff growing up. Never, ever. Mm -hmm. I was taught actually grow up, get married. Uh, your husband will work and provide and you stay at home. Well, in today's economy, right. that is, we all know that's very, very hard. E even, if, <laughs> even if, you know, I'm not against stay at home moms at all. But even if your husband, though, right. working full time with inflation, everything is getting harder and harder to live off one one yeah, income. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's very, very hard. Right. So that's what I was taught. So mm -hmm. I had to kind of re rewire my mind, rechange my mindset to, mm -hmm. you know, that you can be a mom and have a business at the same time and a working well. And so I think that's the biggest yeah. thing I'm facing is when I'm telling people something new and something that, you mm -hmm. know, it's hard to wrap your mind around that, that there is ways that you can kind mm -hmm. of you know, another, yeah, grow your way. money tax-free. Mm -hmm. And then you can also take that, you know, I always tell people too, well, I'm not against investments. Then you can take that money once you start making more income, take that money, then invest it into other things. Mm -hmm. So, but it's a safe way. 
it's safe. Yeah. You know, I'm all about safety for families too, as well. It's like, why wouldn't mm-hmm. you want to put it into something that's safe for you? A lot of people don't want to risk. You're right. right. That's that's what it is. Especially in this economy, everything's so with inflation and with everything so unstable the way it is. Most people, you know, they cut their right. spending. Even with mm-hmm. education, people they're very very picky about where they're you know right. spending their money, how they're spending it, and many people are saying that even sales are down oh, yes. all across the board because people are holding on to their mm-hmm. money because they know. Right that it's an economic downturn and inflation is only going to get worse. And they're like, the go-to is I got to hold on to this money instead of thinking, okay. Right. I'm going to hide it under my mattress. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to put it under my mattress so that nobody can touch it. Meanwhile, (laughs) it's not the best way to go. You know, I really appreciate that about you is that most people are in that position right now. Most people are middle-class. They are the ones that need to learn, like, how do we get ourselves out of, not only get out of debt, but to start increasing your wealth. And I love that term generational wealth. I think that's really important. And it's something that I've been talking to my own kids because my kids are adults now. And it's a big conversation with us. It's like, no, not just, we're not going to just have this conversation about how you make money. Of course, that's important. You know, getting a career that, you know, that will be Mm -hmm. a stable career and and that kind of thing, something that you can love. But it's also about what are you going to do with the money that you're making and to be a, that good steward, like you said at the top of the podcast, is like how can we be better stewards of what God is already giving us and entrusting with us? Because if we're not being a good steward, the Bible says if you're not being a good steward with little, he's not going to give you much you know, to, be, right. to then squander. So right. it's, it's really an important, important point. I, I love all of this. I think we're going to have to have another conversation. I know that you were not feeling well. I'm so grateful for you to, to come on tonight. And, and even though you weren't feeling well, when you're feeling better, we could have a longer conversation. Because yes. <laughs> trust me, I could go on and on. <laughs> I love it. I, I want you to tell everybody like how connect with you on your socials. You know, I know you give okay. up free resources, you know, they can book a consultation with you and all of that. Let them know where they can find you and what you have coming up that they can maybe even hook into. Okay. Well, right now, um, the main place I'm on, you could find me is on my Instagram. And that's at blunt and then dot redhead dot mom. Just look up blunt redhead mom. And I'm on TikTok as well as blunt redhead mom growing both channels. I'm also on Facebook. You find me on Facebook. It's public as Sarah DeWitt. So you can follow me on all those channels. And my links are in my bio. Okay, the website. So there are links in my bio. I have a few educational resources in there, you know, some videos and some topics. And like Camille said, I will be rolling out an ebook here soon, um, 77 Wealth Secrets. Okay. And with that ebook, I'll be rolling out a few other like resources as well as like a habit tracker, budget tracker, things like that, just to help people, you know, basic things to get on track because. We could all use mm-hmm. <laughs> use that. For so sure. that's the main channels that you can find me on. And in my links and bio, you can always book a free consultation with me. I never charge. I'm not a finance. So that's where I'm different. I don't charge to talk to people about mm-hmm. their finances and just mm-hmm. get them ideas of what to do. So I love all of it. When I was watching you going for your licensing, I was so happy for you. And then mm-hmm. just also excited because I was like, I can't wait to hear all the things because I need to learn as well. I mean, I think we all do. And I love that you're going to do a habit tracker and a budget tracker. I am all about it. And I can't Mm -hmm. wait. (laughs) So Sarah, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. And go take care of those littles. I hear them in the background and uh, get them to bed. Yes. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Camille. Be blessed, all my sisters. Blessings to you. 
Thanks so much for joining me today on this episode of Because She Chose. I hope you found some encouragement and help to find time to grow in your faith. Let me know if today's episode resonated with you and send me a message on Instagram at Camille underscore McIntyre or at Because She Chose, also on my Facebook business page, Camille McIntyre. If you are loving what you are hearing, make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave me a review and rating. Until next time, take care.